coming in at 9.0 on the Richter scale, but a 10.0 on the Laughter scale. Here's Cliff and Kindle. Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle, Cliff and Kindle, and Charles Lindbergh is a woman. Yep, yep, yep. Don't be afraid. Ooh, Kindle, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, oh, Kindle, when? things will get brighter. I don't know when. <laughs> Someday we'll get it together <laughs> and we'll get it undone. I uh, can't wait. <laughs> Someday, I know we all, we were just all out in the town square of Fizzy 111. We're hyped up. Hi, and we have not left the store really very. I had to go to the dentist that time and. We haven't left the store, but we left today because there was a big Black Lives Matter rally on the town square. So all of mm-hmm. us, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, Mr. Snodbottom, we all, the kids, Crockpot, Charles the Contractor even, he, he peed a little, but he was there on the right side of history. And we all, you know, got covered up in masks and gloves and Mrs. Potter Butter mm-hmm. Butter Churn had a big flower hat on and, to go and make our voices heard. And we just got back. And they heard us. Which I they I gotta say us. that's one of the few times I was on the side of Charles Pen, um, you know, right there on the cop's foot. I was okay with it. It was okay because it's just a, it's a weird, crazy, awful time in the world. What a bizarre time to be alive, Kendall. Why yeah. would we do this to ourselves <laughs> and live through this period in history? Why would we live this long? <laughs> I've I've asked that myself that for years. I'm like, why? Did we let it go this long? I saw somebody on Twitter the other day. They said, if my life ever flashes before my eyes, I'm going to fast forward through this part. <laughs> yeah. But we, we're going to change the tone today. We've got the a bail comedy out. bailout. <laughs> we're going to send some laughs and live, laugh, love to everybody in the uh, listening audience. Because, you know, everywhere today. else you turn, you're not going to get any comedy. So why not? Look to us for the laughs. You come here, and if you if you're one of those people who feels like telling us that you know all lives matter, just go ahead and unsubscribe from our show. And our belches and terrible jokes are not for you. You don't deserve them. Yeah, leave that shit at the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so only come with an open heart and for all people, because good God, I just can't. I tried so long for our show to take the Dolly Parton approach which is where our me- hopefully our message of love is so loud that it can't be mistaken mm-hmm. for anything else well because I feel like we're the teacher that's up there like I shouldn't have to tell you this I shouldn't have right. to say this but now I'm having to right and if, if any teachers are listening I'm sure they identify they're clapping with they're that going. sentiment they've got the clap they're clapping you Kendall because it, it is a thing it's like how why should you have to point out that black lives matter oh because they're not valued because they're taken with impunity all the time yeah 
I, I don't know. I, I just don't know anymore. The only thing I do know is that one thing I can provide is comedy. That's and... <laughs> Debatable, Kendall. You might not agree, but I believe it wholeheartedly, and I'm going to do it. Right. So we're going to... Go. We're gonna go with that. We're gonna let Kendall. We're gonna go hard. Or we're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kendall. This episode, I want you to go hard or go home with the comedy. Amen. Kendall is gonna deliver the comedy to us. We're gonna be. It's already been brought. <laughs> it's already been brought in, y'all. We're gonna share some jokes later, and we're gonna share some comedy movies. We're gonna count them down that you should see and that you should watch. It'll take your. It'll take your. It'll take your. You know. Take a, your, too busy racing mind and give it a something else to think about for a moment. Take a break. Take a breather. A much needed break. For, for one yeah. movie. And some of these movies, I'm sure you may have seen, but there's a lot of them. They, these are like underrated. These are ones that you might not have seen, so you need to go out and check them out. If you have, I want you, I'm not even going to do this show, Cliff, unless the listeners right now agree to do it. Agree. Let, let's give them a second to just verbally, out loud, agree. And I'm going to give you a minute for the people that aren't agreeing to leave the room because not doing right. the show for you. During this time right now, if you if you don't agree to watch these movies, if you want to tell us that all lives matter, this is the time <laughs> for you to leave. All right. We'll wait. Are they gone? All right. Everybody hit left. Everybody that's here that's left is ready for some comedy and to watch these movies, right? Okay, good. All right. On with this joke. <laughs> All right. Kendall, I will let you decide. Do you want to start the countdown or do you want me to start it? Uh, it's so much anxiety. We should flip a coin. Flip it. Flip a space coin. Okay. Actually, I'll flip one of my stupid questions for later. If it lands okay. question side up, I'll go first. If it lands okay. blank side up, you go first. Here we go. Okay. Question side up because Kendall oh. is questionable. Cliff, you're going first. Oh, all right. Number 10 on the comedy movies that you should watch to live, laugh, love, no, or to, to make your own comedy bailout at home Sorry, for an I hour have, and a half. I have to adjust what you just said. The number 10 movie that you will watch, they've already agreed. Yes. We've already, yeah, everybody who's still with us has already pre-agreed. Yeah, it's happened. Uh, all right. Kendall, this was so hard to narrow down. I know. <laughs> it's still so hard. It's still so hard, and I don't know if I don't know if people have seen this. Probably they have, <laughs> but see it again, Sam, if you have seen it. And it's yeah. three letters. Ooh. Oh, I think that's I know not, what you're going to say. That's not it. <laughs> that's the. You know what I'm going to say? What is it? I think so. Is it UHF? We got it all on UHF. Yes. I, that just popped in my memory the other day, and I can't believe I didn't think to include it on this list. I'm like, I want to watch that again. Beverly I'm so glad you just said it. Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> yes. I love it. Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the history of television. What they need is a new station manager. No, not him. Forget it. No way. What they get is a man so desperate, he'll put anyone on the air. Hey, Stanley. Yeah, George. How would you like your own TV show? Okay. It, watch it. It's a Weird Al movie. It makes it will make you question why there have been no other 
Weird Al movies. Well, and a lot of our listeners, Cliff, I'm sure they're a lot younger because <laughs> they're hip and they, they know are. what's in. They don't know UHF used to be these stations with these odd programming. I had a TV. I had the little black and white TV with the dial that you clicked. Uh-huh. And, it, and you would switch it from VHF to UHF. And yeah. I don't know what those mean, but UHF was a, it was like a little independent channel out there in the middle of nowhere. And in the mm-hmm. movie, Weird Al, he takes it over. He <laughs> you get the drink from the fire hose. Okay, you ready? Yeah! Open wide. He's Conan, the librarian. Today, we're teaching poodles how to fly. We beat out the networks. George Newman, he starts where the others stop. We're the number one station in town. It's somebody else's, and he's taking it over. And it's just a great movie. It's star-studded. Weird Al. uh, Fran Drescher is in it. Kramer from Seinfeld is in it. And it's it's so great. It's, It's so many parodies. Rambo the Librarian, and you know all of <laughs> right. that stuff. So good. UHF, you got to watch it. They got it all on UHF, and go down to Spatula City. Orion Pictures presents Weird Al Yankovic in UHF, the movie. <laughs> well, j- just so our listeners know, UHF is ultra high frequency. Oh. VHS is very high frequency. And very high frequency goes for further distances, so it was more like national. Oh. And UHF was more like the local, local, new, like local TV stations. So that's why it was such weird programming. All right, because it was coming from nearby. The more you know. Oh, okay, did you have to look that up, or did you know that? I did know it before, but just to be honest, I did have to look it up again because okay. I'd forgotten everything, like I do everything else. Right. But I had looked it up before because I always wanted to know a long time ago. No, I'm so glad you listed that, and I wholeheartedly agree. I think we should just stop the countdown. Let's stop it. Let's watch UHF. <laughs> just go watch it right now. But no, there are there are a lot of other ones, and I I don't even know. I'm my list feels so incomplete now that that that's where you started from. I don't even know where to go from here. Burr. But now, yeah, a lot of a lot of my movies are ones that I'm like, I don't know how many people have seen them. And I know I knew that Cliff would be bringing the really obscure ones, so I thought I'm gonna stick to the ones I know, I love that a lot of people haven't seen, but I've seen. So I tried not to go so obscure because I know I'm gonna. Because I, listen, I got some weird ass shit. We're gonna have to do another one. The very obscure movies, well, no one just talking. You'll call it weird ass shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, then let okay. Let me go to number nine. Now, um, I now, don't know. Um, I don't know. Now, um, I don't know. First of all, I was like looking up movies online. One movie that came up, I'm not putting in the list because I think it's too much of a classic and too well known. But it kept yeah. coming up on underrated comedies. Best in Show. I, that, ah, that to me, that best? I'm like, how is that underrated? That. Everybody loves saying. that. So I did not include that in the list, and I won't include it. Um, one that I love um, that I thought um, was kind of obscure. It's Baz um, Luhrmann. Um, a lot of people I talk to um, have never seen it. Strictly um, Ballroom. Samba. He had the world at his feet. He had the moves. Flashy, crowd-pleasing steps. He had the magic. I keep asking myself why. Did I fail in this? Oh, it's great. Well, and 
I, of course, love it because, you know, we were ballroom dancers for a long time. And it's just so quirky and weird. But it's it's classic Baz Luhrmann. It's so odd and so just crazy. And you should definitely watch it. I can't believe I had one that you hadn't seen. And to tell the truth, I feel like I did. Like, I, I saw it. 25 years ago on video and i rem- and i yeah. remember it like vaguely but i not he enough had the music to- the pogo pogo tango please the one thing he needed was a partner stay calm liz stay calm piss off liz i'm not dancing with you till you dance like you're supposed to there's something in the air it may be love but it's not Strictly Ballroom. Oh, good. I'll have to look it up. I love it. (laughs) Did someone mention ballroom dancing? (laughs) You know, Mrs. Butter 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 Churn and I, we love to cut a rug in the ballroom bar. We know you do. We know you do. We, uh, you know, and I I love ballroom as well. I'm so glad... uh, you guys popped in. <laughs> now, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn, you've still got on this beautiful flowered hat that you that you wore out with us to the big uh, rally out in the town square. It still looks so good. Oh, well, thank you, Cliff. You know, dear, I've always said if you're going to go out and protest and rally, you at least should look good doing it. <laughs> oh, yes, sugar lump. You know, you look good doing everything. <laughs> you're so beautiful. Oh, dear. <laughs> of, course. of course you think so, dear. <laughs> oh, everybody thinks so. People are talking, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's talking. And we did not get the memo to look good during the rally. I just put on some sweatpants because it's the only thing that fits me anymore. I know. Well, I put on this gray shirt. It does have big food stains all over it. But my mask, you know, I had that in my Garfield bandana around my face. So it sort of mm-hmm. dangled and covered up the breast area here. I know. We need bigger masks that cover our bellies as well. I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, dear, I wanted to see if anyone had any extra socks in the booth laying around. You know, I'm making some puppets for the puppet show for the kids. <laughs> oh, Kendall has an extra sock. He's on, why are you only wearing that your left sock, Kendall? Where's the right one? It's a long story. It involves Charles, and he borrowed a sock, didn't tell me about it. I have mismatched socks. I didn't even realize they were not matching, so I just took the one off. I couldn't... I couldn't stand to wear mismatched socks. So, by all means, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter, you can have this one. <laughs> Thank you, dear. All right. And please, if, if, if you find any, like, slippers for him to put on, that'd be great. Because there's a, sort of a foot smell here oh, in the booth. Yeah, I thought you'd be used to that by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. Oh, you know what I got? Speaking of smells, you know, I just came the other day. I got the a plug-in in the wall, and they happened to have one left of the pumpkin spice smells that was there and so oh my god it makes me so happy i've got it plugged in in my corner out there go take a sniff you guys when you guys walk by cliff we don't have to we it the whole place smells like pumpkin and i i I do love it i love it as you know i'm used to that smell lately you you spray it in my face every day but now um, i don't have to spray it because it's constantly being emitted by the diffuser in the wall it's Everywhere, everything I ate, I think I, I taste a hint of pumpkin on top of this. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. It, it does smell wonderful, dear. The the the, the store has never smelled so nice. 
Oh, yes, it smells like a wonderful pumpkin patch. Reminds me of my my Uncle Pepperoni's pumpkin patch in Busseltown. We had many a good time there. Yes. Oh, that was a wonderful pumpkin patch. I remember that from when I was a girl. Uh, yeah, it was very notable back in Busseltown. So I have I have some extra socks I'll get you right after we do the show. I think I have some still balled up. Do you want them clean, or do, are you going to wash them before? Before you make puppets out of them. Well, I would prefer them clean, dear, but you know, I'm I'm great at washing socks as well. <laughs> okay, well, to me, they're clean. I only wore them a couple weeks, so you, I'll let you decide. Best wash them to make yeah. sure. Yeah, I'll leave all that up to you. Now, I don't, I don't mean to run, dear, but we're working on our puppet show. It's, it's all about rye and friendship. It's going to be wonderful. It's for all the children out there that are stuck at home, and we're doing a little practice run for Funky and Opie later, after, as soon as we're finished with the puppets. Oh, yes. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, Sugarlump, I know all the children. They'll love watching you on the internet. Internet. I think you might be the next big internet.com sensation, dear. You and your sock puppets. <laughs> oh, dear, I, I don't think that will happen, but I, w- I would love to do it if it is. I'll wear it like a badge of honor. Uh, well, I wish you all the best, and I will get you those slightly used socks right after the show. Thank you, dear. Daffodil, if, if you could see if you could find that yarn that I left in the back storage room, we'll get started. Oh. <laughs> All right, dear. See you later, boys. Crockpot, dear. Yes. Okay. Um, that's gonna be a great show. I can't wait to watch it. I mean, I, I've loved it's all the quarantine so con- concerts, but a whole, another show to watch. We got so much content here in the shop. I know. It's a beautiful thing. You keep threatening to do a magic show for us, Charles Contractor. He's been doing DJ sets for us, and it's just. He's also been doing penis puppetry, and I've asked him to stop. Uh, there's some there's there, there's a reason why I have all those clothes over the chairs around my corner so that I can't <laughs> when I'm laying down and I'm sniffing my pumpkin spice air freshener there I, I don't need to see that to quote Valerie Cherish. I thought you were airing out no. your clothes. <laughs> you were airing them out, getting some pumpkin smell in them because they were uh, dirty clothes. Well, they are dirty. What am I supposed to do? Wash them? So <laughs> can't expect that to happen. <laughs> Maybe later, Kendall. All right, so we are in... What number? We're ready for number eight? Number eight. Your turn, number eight. Uh, uh, don't hate. Even, uh, Give me number eight. Don't even uh, know don't where even, to go uh, from uh, here. There's so many. Uh, Let, uh, downhill. <laughs> downhill. All right, this is one... I don't think I picked any that, like... I don't know. That you haven't heard of, at least. But maybe. Yeah. Uh, this one, let me tell you the cast. Okay. Ben Stiller, Josh Brolin, Mary Tyler Moore, Lily Tomlin, and more stars that I cannot remember. This is a movie called Flirting with Disaster. Have you ever seen it? I don't know if I have. Well, the mystery of your unknown self is about to unfold. Mel Copeland is going on a journey of discovery. I tell you, I went to the adoption agency and they found my real mother. Aren't we good enough parents? And it's going to be quite a trip. It's Ben Stiller, and I think he's married to Patricia Arquette, I think. And they he is finding out who his real birth parents were. He was adopted by Mary Tyler Moore, and I want to say Elliot Gould. And he's finding out who his real birth parents are, and it turns out they're... Lily Tomlin and I think Alan Alda 
and like, and they're, they're out in the West and they have sort of a weird life that they live. And it's a culture clash huh. between the adoptive parents and, and it is hilarious. It's from the late 90s. We're going to New Mexico. Mary Schlichting. This is not the way I plan this trip. Well, I think you're doing a great job. You're attracted to her, aren't you? No. Now they're not just flirting with each other. Oh my God. Oh my God. They're flirting with disaster. You haven't been treating her very well. Do you know that? I have not seen it. It was, I, I forget the guy who directed it, but he's the one, he sort of went on to direct what I consider to be kind of like mediocre Oscar movies, <laughs> in my opinion. David yes. O. Russell. Yeah, David O. Russell. He did American Hustle, which was okay. Mm -hmm. And he did uh, that whatever that one where they were dancing, Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence, the Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, Silver Linings Playbook. Which was yeah. okay. And but you know, all, but they're all showered with Oscars, so it's this is me saying they're okay. Other people obviously loved them. Well, they're they're no comedy bailout. <laughs> no, but he started doing really funny movies, really funny comedies, including Flirting with Disaster. And if I don't have you by listing off Lily Tomlin and Mary Tyler Moore, then I'm going to give you another minute to get the hell out of this podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, because the only way you would have me more is if Dolly Parton popped up in the third act somewhere. <laughs> I know. I know. So, But it is, it is so, so funny, and I was thinking about it. Just the other day, I haven't seen it in a minute. I've got to watch it again, to the game, to the game, to the game. Well, I'm going to go ahead and um, join the listeners in vowing to watch it. Because I'm not, I'm not leaving. Sure. Thank you very much. Sex. Family. I want you to consider my age and ask yourself how I maintain this. Mom, why are you this? doing this? Sex. I'm feeling very frustrated. Fidelity. Some kind of a swapping thing you got here? And sex. Nancy was saying you guys were having some tension around all of sex. Well, have you tried the warm water method? Ben Stiller, Patricia Arquette, Tia Leone, George Siegel, Lily Tomlin, Alan Alda, and Mary Tyler Moore. And this is about my real identity. All right. Flirting with disaster. Just go ahead and flirt with some comedy. Yeah, think about life in 2020. Oh, yeah, we're flirting with disaster. Okay. <laughs> uh, time, time for a remake, if ever there was time. If ever there was one. All right, gosh, I don't know what to choose next. Again, like, a lot of these, I, I just have to preface it every time. I know you probably heard of them, but I'm going to say it anyway. So, this is one that I really like. I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Like, Simon Pegg, all those movies that they do, that they're like, Uh-huh. Um, so... The World's End. Did you ever see that? I did. That was a good did, one. Did you like that? I loved that movie. I thought it was a uh, lesser known. I've mentioned to a lot of people over the years, and they haven't heard of it, so I thought I'd add it to this list. It's a really great movie. Our goal that night was simple. 12 pubs, 12 pints. From the first post to the world's end. But that night, we never made it. They're trying to do this pub crawl they tried to do years ago, and they never finished. And, you know, uh, spoiler alert, like, it's kind of the end of the world, but they're still going to make it to the end of that uh, pub crawl. That's their number one thing they got to do. Which is, uh, again, just like these days. It's like the world's ending. We're going to have this comedy bailout no matter what, and you're going to watch these movies yeah. even if the world's ending. We're all going to go down with the ship, and if you're listening to this show, <laughs> at least you'll go down laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do love that one. I haven't seen as much, but I of course love Shaun of the Dead and yes, Hot yeah. Fuzz is also really really fun. Mm -hmm. I saw the boys the other day. <laughs> We're gonna go back to Newton Haven. Why? Five guys, twelve pubs, fifty pints. 
60 points. <laughs> Steady on, you alky. This is our chance to finally finish what we started. <laughs> we are going to do the Golden Mile, and this time we are going to see it through to the bitter end. Or lager end. We are here to get annihilated. You come back and everything's sort of weird. I suggest you get on your way. It's not us that's changed. It's the town. Well, and see, and I love all them too. I thought um, The World's End is one of the lesser known of those movies. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm so glad we're doing such uh-huh. a good job with this uh-huh. comedy countdown uh-huh. bailout. <laughs> Amen. What have we done? Have we done four now? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do yeah. one more, yeah. and I'll okay. go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. This is one <laughs> that people overlooked. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And when I talk about sexism in Hollywood, it's because Liam Neeson has five movies a year. Where he's trying to find somebody who's been kidnapped. He has a very specific set of skills. <laughs> and <laughs> and people really just can't get enough of them. And stuff like that. And, then, and there's 12 more Expendables movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and 12 Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. All this bullshit. And I can't get a Whoopi Goldberg movie every year. Because there should be one. Every year. We should be on the 12th Sister Act movie by now. We should. She should. I mean, there should be just a new thing for her every year. But anyway, uh, one of my favorite ones that is very overlooked. I think it was from the, also from the late nineties. Uh-huh. Whoopi Goldberg and the only other BB oh, Newworth is the other person I remember being in there. And it's a movie called The Associate. Have you heard of it? That one, I feel like I have. Uh, I'd have to look it up. All right, here's the premise. Here's the premise. And it, it's, it's just a movie. I don't know. Sometimes movies just turn out great, and this one did. And it's a comedy, and it stars Whoopi, and she's like a Wall Street stockbroker. In case you haven't noticed, the women's movement, it didn't quite make it down to Wall Street. This is a man's world. Next time you're at a really important business meeting, try showing some cleavage. What? See what a difference a chest makes. I train you, and you take my promotion? Right. Laurel Ayers I have my own firm now was having a hard time making it in a man's world she wants to leave her brokerage firm and start her own one because she's being like passed over for promotions Mm -hmm. and stuff they're giving it to white guys and stuff and so she's gonna leave her you know make her own brokerage firm or whatever but nobody will give her the time of day as she starts her own firm until she invents a partner who's an old white man. Uh, you Laurel Ayers? I thought I was meeting two guys. My partner is a guy. What's his name? Until she made up a man of her own. His name? Cuddy. Cuddy. Cuddy? Better than wild turkey. <laughs> She's created an imaginary partner. Uh, is Cuddy in? He's never in. This early. Really? Nobody even knows who this Cuddy is. Minor details. Mr. Cuddy? No, he's in the bathroom. And... So she starts saying, oh, well, I'm here to represent myself and my partner. And so she sort of starts pulling the, the wool over all these, you know, stock Wall Street guys' eyes. And But then people start, you know, pressuring her like, well, we got to meet this guy. we got to meet this guy. Oh, oh, sorry. Segue. Diane Weist is the oh. other person in it. And she is so, so good. Also, I want another Diane Weist yeah. movie every year. Hollywood. God damn it. Die, uh, listen, if I don't have yet Diane Weist and Whoopi Goldberg, get the fuck out. But anyway, they start to put pressure on her to, pres- you know, produce this 
silent white guy partner. And so she has to dress up as the uh -huh. white guy. And he's getting all the credit. Without him, you're nothing. What? Even when I create the perfect man, he ends up stabbing me in the back. What are you going to do? I'm going to perpetrate a great big whammy. Go get him. I need a new look. Oh, rich, powerful, and male. White. White. Academy Award winner, Whoopi Goldberg. Hello, my name is Robert Cuddy. Deeper. <laughs> it's a miracle. And it is just so hilarious. Bibi Newworth tries to seduce her while she's dressed up as the white guy. And it just, <laughs> it is so, so, so funny. So timely still, obviously, as women and people of color are still being treated like dirt all over the world. Yeah, they could remake it now. They wouldn't have to change a damn thing. Just put it back out. Just lie and say, well, we just made, we, we just made this. Brand new movie, and we did uh, CGI to take Whoopi Goldberg, uh, make her younger, you know. Yeah, Whoopi and B.B. Newworth and Diane Weiss probably all look about the same <laughs> yeah, as they, they did do. 20 years ago. Uh, so anyway, I, you got to find it. That, it is so funny. I did think, I, I do think I saw that. I, I do remember parts of that. I remember her, like, tearing her face off at one part um so i i, I think i remember that but it, it's well worth a rewatch the most successful man on wall street <laughs> is a woman <laughs> ladies and gentlemen mr robert cuddy oh my god mr cuddy mr cuddy mr cuddy the associate what a man <laughs> It's really funny, and they let Whoopi sort of decide what she wanted to look like as a white guy. And so th she sort of looks like when she's dressed up, she looks a lot like Marlon Brando. Oh, uh -huh. that's, that was the look she wanted to go for. Well, I, I did. I looked it up, and I saw an evil ghoul on the in the pictures of it. So I scared the hell out of me. Oh, is there somebody terrible? <laughs> There's somebody terrible that just pops up in it. I won't name any names. Well, Phil, you know that's why we got to get back into. Just booing and hissing at movies, just throwing mm -hmm. things at the screen. That is, let's, let's get back yeah. to the good old days. Watch it with a, the same way you have to watch Home Alone 2 with a bag of rotten fruit. Just, you can watch this yeah. with a bag of rotten fruit, but it's an excellent movie all otherwise. Boo and hiss, boo and hiss at certain points of that movie, and laugh and cajole with us during our show. Right, right. Get it, by, get it all out there. All right, that was number six, The That's, That was number six. And that's no joke. That's not a joke. Oh, no jokes here. No jokes. Oh, well, now there are. Time for bad jokes. Now there are. Yeah, there were there were no bad jokes before, but now it's time for bad jokes. Listeners, we're, we're thinking this entire show was a bad joke, but nope. And if if <clears throat> if we haven't lost everyone listening yet, and everyone hasn't left, <laughs> you might want to get ready. <laughs> that yeah. was a sailor. A oh, sailor uh, met a he met a pirate in a bar, and the sailor couldn't help but notice that the pirate was pretty badly worse for the wear. He had a peg leg, he had a hook, and he had an eye patch. So the sailor he asked the pirate how he got the peg leg, and the pirate said, "Well, matey, I got washed on overboard one night while we were in a fierce storm, and darned me if a shark didn't go and bite me leg off." Well, the sailor said, well, how'd you get the hook? He said, ah, well, there was a fierce fight while boarding a ship one time, and that's how I got me hand cut off. Oh, and finally the sailor said, well, how'd you get the eye patch? And the pirate said, I, a seagull, pooped in me eye. Ow. And the sailor said, you mean to tell me you lost your eye because a seagull pooped in it? And the pirate said, well, it was the first day with me hook. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and now we've lost all the pirates. If you don't like that pirate joke, get out! 
<laughs> we'll wait. <laughs> you can turn this off and unsubscribe. Uh. Kendall, a blonde, got on an elevator, and she said TGIF to the man who was standing right there next to her. And he smiled at her, but replied, S-H-I-T. And she looked puzzled and repeated uh, TGIF more slowly. And again, he answered, S-H-I-T. And the blonde, she was trying to be friendly, Kendall. So she smiled her biggest smile and said as sweetly as possible, T-G-I-F. And the man smiled back at her, S-H-I-T. And the exasperated now blonde finally decided to explain, Hey, stupid, T-G-I-F means thank goodness it's Friday. Do you get it? Duh. And the man answered, S-H-I-T means sorry, honey, it's Thursday. Oh, see, oh. now that... That is a perfect joke for the time right now because we don't know what day it is anymore. We don't know what day. <laughs> I have to stop and have long thoughts about what day it is because I have no yeah. idea. We've all been you know, this blonde. It's we, funny because it's true and we identify with it. There's a, a little Alexa puck in the storage room back there, and you know, yeah, I keep we, knocking into it with a hockey stick. <laughs> well, you know, we would always say, "Hey Alexa, what's the date today?" Now we're like, "Alexa, what day is it?" <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, well, just what day? What day? Just tell me the day. All right, uh, a county extension agent is visiting a farm, and he needs to use the toilet, but he remembers that there is no running water out of the farm, so he runs around back to the outhouse. He opens the door, and uh, the man that works on the farm, he's just sitting in there, and he was like, um, it's okay, come on in. It's a two-holer. There's two seats in there. It's, you know, oh. plenty of room. So the agent goes in, he sits down. Soon the hired man, he stands up, and when he pulls up his pants, he has some change, just falls out of his pocket, and goes right down into the outhouse hole. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, the hired man, he shakes his head, pulls out his wallet, and drops a $10 bill down the hole. And the agent says, what'd you do that for? And the guy says, well, I ain't going down there for just 35 cents. <laughs> Whoa! I'm going down there. I'm going there for $10.35. Oh, we're going down, Kendall. The farmer's <laughs> neglected wife... She steps behind the barn and sees a young hired hand. And what's in his hand but his wiener and he's <laughs> taking a pee. And she stares in disbelief at his huge unit and says, Boy, I'd sure like to have some of that. And the young wiener... <laughs> the, young, <laughs> the young wiener. <laughs> the young wiener have her fire guy. He says, Well, you better run and get a cup. I'm about through. It reminded me of Charles. <laughs> oh, he would love that joke. Uh, in fact, look at him over there. He's dying laughing. He loves it. All right, a priest and a lawyer. They died, and they went to heaven on the exact same day. In St. Peter, he showed them both to their rooms. Uh, the lawyer's room, it was extremely large and lavish. But the priest's room was this tiny little 10 by 10 cell with one window and a cot. And the priest says, St. Peter. I have spent my entire life serving God. Why do I get this crummy little room and the lawyer gets this huge, great room? And St. Peter said, well, we get thousands of priests up here, but this is the first lawyer we've ever had. Oh. Uh, will anybody fix the justice system? No, they won't. Kendall, uh, unfortunately, bad. spoiler alert, we're living <laughs> in hell. Kendall, a stupid girl, finally for me. This one's about a stupid girl. She called up her druggist and asked him what she could do for her boyfriend's dandruff. And the druggist recommended head and shoulders. And she called back a week later and said, Okay, now how do you give someone shoulders? Ooh. Oh. 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 Oh
Whew, I gotta take a break before we get to the last top five of this countdown. I have to take a break. I'm gonna go help Mrs. Putter Butter Butter Chair and glue on some googly eyes while we're taking a break. Okay, we'll be right back after this. All right. This has been a great show so far, and I'm told it only gets better. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatulas so much, I bought the company. Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under spatulas. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? Spatula City, we sell spatulas, and that's all. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. On with the show. 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 Um. 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 Yeah. 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 Now. Um. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Um. I don't know. Um. 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 Welcome back, welcome, welcome back, back, welcome back. If anybody is still here. And if you're not still here, you can get out! <laughs> Leave, we're trying to do a show. If you have already turned off, then we don't need you. Well, if you know nobody's turned off, they can't dare turn off. There's too many great comedies, all this bailout that we're giving, giving, giving. I know. Speaking of, number five yeah. on the countdown of the top all right. underrated comedy films. All right, I'm anxious to see if I've seen this one. I know you are. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> let's see. I've got three left to go. Yeah. Okay. So I know that this might not come off as an underrated film, but I'm gonna say it anyway because I watch it all the time. I love it, and a lot of people I talk to have not seen this movie. I don't know how. Captain Ron. Isn't this great? Open ocean, uncharted islands. Who knows what's waiting for us out there? The mighty Caribbean, home of romance, adventure, and living legends like Captain Ron. Let's hear the Harvey Bug. A man of courage and dedication, to whom the sea is more than a job, more than a calling. It's home. Are you kidding? Now, he's about to cast his very special spell on the Harveys. Captain Ron. What do you think? What do you think, Cliff? Does it deserve to be on the list? Do you look at it as an underrated film? 
I would say it is okay. It's at home on the list. It's not, you know, it would. It's not like the most highly, you know. It's not number one. It's, it's not, not no, no, <laughs> no, but it, it's not totally. It's not like a classic or anything that everybody's seen. It's it's not like saying right. You know, the Blues Brothers or. Ghostbusters or Best in Show, right? Yeah, or Best in Show. I, I would never put any of the Christopher Guest movies on here. Best in Show, right. Waiting for Guffman, all of them. What Mighty Wind? I just yeah. watched literally all three of those in the last couple weeks. I did, I did too, and I, I love them all. But I yeah, Captain Ron is one of my favorite. It's like a go to. I'll put it on as I go to bed. I love watching it. I don't know what is about that. I guess just because they're on a boat and they're on the ocean, it just makes me feel like I'm on vacation. But I love every minute of it. Now I know for. For certainty, you know, I like to tell you when I saw it in the theater, and I did see that in the mm-hmm. theater. Tell, I don't know if I've seen it since then, though. So recap a little bit of the story for us. It's Kurt Russell, and he's a captain, and his name's Ron. Yeah, <laughs> so you got the the gist of it. But um, Martin Short, he... Um, oh, right, I forgot he was in Right. It. His family inherits this old boat, and they are going to, like, he's like, oh, we'll, we'll sail it back to America, we'll sell it to this boat, we're going to make all this money. Um, it's like Martin Short's big great dream to do it before he dies. The ship brokers are going to send like a captain to captain it and send it back, but they see that it's like this crappy old boat that's really old, and they're like, just send a local, and that's Captain Ron. Sucks. I have worked very, very hard to plan a spontaneous adventure, and Captain Goofy, hey boss, Captain Cyclops, Captain's contagious over there, is screwing it up. And so he's just like a numbskull that doesn't know what he's doing half the time, and he messes up. But, you know, they fall in love with each other. They're best of friends at the end. It's just a great movie. I, I love it. I love it so much. Okay, great. I, I'm going to have to take another trip take another trip with Captain Ron. Yes, you will. I, I could watch it over and over again. It's one of my favorites. Captain Ron is teaching them the laws of the sea. Hey, get your hands off that. You want a beer, you get your own beer. Taking them to places they never dreamed of. Martin, we're in Cuba? Back to the raft! Back to the raft! And he's turning these four sailors into one big happy family. I've never seen such sailors, not in all my born days, I ain't. Every one of you is natural! The Pirates of the Caribbean! What pirates? Kurt Russell. Pirates of the Caribbean. Martin Short. Been to Disney World one too many times, have we, Captain Ron? Captain Ron. Oh, my goodness, whoa. dear. I just wanted to share this cute little puppet we just finished. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> I love oh my that one. I that, think that's your best one to date, sugar lump. <laughs> it's amazing what you can do with felt doilies and pipe cleaners. Look at that thing. And what do you call that one? What's its name? This one's name is Petunia, dear. Just like the flower. Isn't she lovely? Oh, I love it. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love it. And your other ones that you've made, lavender and rose and daffodil. Don't forget Lily, dear. <laughs> oh, yes. Of course, daffodil is my favorite. <laughs> but now, what, what's the brown one that, that you were working on? Oh, that that's the rye stalk, dear. That's the that's the odd one out of the bunch of flowers, dear. We, we're teaching them that... See, all these other flowers, it may not look like the other flowers, but it's just as important. Oh, it's very moving, boys. Uh, uh, you're going to need a, a handkerchief when you see this puppet show. Uh, I wake up with a handkerchief these days. <laughs> oh. All right, well, I think that's a great puppet. I can't wait to see. Now, have Fonky and Opie, have they been helping 
you make the puppets or what? Oh, yes, of course, dear. They're, they're gluing on the macaroni to the background right now as we speak. Oh, yes, it's a family affair, boys. <laughs> We're all involved. Oh, I, I love it. I love that you guys do everything as a family and that you always include us in all of your family stuff. We're so lucky. Now, has, are you using any uh, pottery? Is maybe Crockpot going to make a, a ceramic puppet <laughs> to be one of your uh, stars oh. or something? Yeah, well, I think that's a wonderful idea. We did have her make a pot for the background, dear. It sits there with the the rye comes out of. But I think a, I think a crock pot puppet would be a wonderful idea. Oh, I think that's an excellent idea, dear. Crock pot, crock pot. We've got, pot, we've got a Clip good idea. Most for wonderful you. idea. Right. Oh, get your wheel out. You're going to be so excited. Oh, oh now that's going to be a first. I've never seen a crock pot puppet. I know. Well, you know, crock pot. She's been making the ceramic. Audrey 2 for yeah. our Little Shop of Horrors, which is coming in a few weeks. We'll be I think it'll be ready for us to de- debut our big one-night-only show. Really getting good. Yeah, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn, she's you know, working out the final logistics with the date and everything. And Crock-Pot, she's been every day, we've been rehearsing. Crock-Pot will not let us go a day without rehearsing. So and I, Well, and we would have already put it on, but she's had to take the costumes out three times already. So that's been the delay, really. Well, I keep splitting the crotch in my gender-neutral Audrey outfits. And Bound to happen. You've popped a few buttons in your Seymour shirt, I've noticed. <laughs> I know. I popped a few buttons on my normal clothes every day, too. I, I had know. to sew a button back on just yesterday. That's why lots of us, we wear goggles, so we don't get hit in the <laughs> eye with flying buttons popping off your These shirt. These are dangerous times, Cliff. Dangerous times. These are dangerous times, and if I take some chances, put my heart on the line, what would you do to me? You can't say dangerous times without me going into the share song, Dangerous Times. From what the, would you do to me? <laughs> what would you do to me? I do. <laughs> if I give myself up to the circumstances. Yeah, Kendall, don't don't tempt me to keep going. What number are we on? We just had uh ten that eight seven five. six. That was number five, so we're at number four. Oh. Oh four. Kendall You've already pre agreed to see this. I have. And I, I know that you are O C D and when I tell you that it is a sequel you're going to wa- say, but I've got to watch the first one first. That is true. Let me tell you, <laughs> no, you don't. You know me too well. No, you don't. I did not see the first one until literally this past month. And I saw the movie I'm about to tell you about 25 or so years ago. Okay? <laughs> so you do not need to see the first one. I didn't know there was a first one. Until probably 10 years after I <laughs> had already loved the second one, okay? I'm guessing it doesn't have two in the title. <laughs> it does not. Although you would think I might have been tipped off by other things. But it is, <laughs> you don't need to see the first one. And everybody, you can stop clamoring to know what it is. It is a movie that stars Richard Dreyfus, Emilio Estevez, and oh yeah, Rosie O'Donnell. You need to see... 
another stakeout. Have you seen it? Absolutely, I've seen it. I love another stakeout. It is hilarious. Now, they're about to face... <laughs> Don't you dare sit in my chairs. The biggest challenge of their careers. Gentlemen, this assignment is confidential. The U.S. Department of Justice asked us to help find a witness. Stakeout. We heard you're good at it. We think you'll be able to pass for father and son. No way. Huh, but, uh, I just stop it right now. And I'll be no. going with you. Really, as what? My granddaughter? No, your wife. My wife? They've got a new partner. I can use some help up here, please. Help your mother. And I'm going to tell you, just the other day, which I, I think I've had this epiphany before, I saw the movie Stakeout. Uh-huh. And I was like, now wait a minute. Is that another Stakeout? Is that supposed to be? So I had the exact same thought as you did. <laughs> and I've never seen the first one, but I watched the second one a million times when I was a kid. And I'm it's on my list to watch any day now. It's a great one, and the first one is fine if you feel it's an it's from the eighties. It's it's sort of several years before the second one, and, uh-huh. and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Watch it, enjoy it, but it's not nearly as funny as another stakeout. Yeah, and it's Richard Dreyfuss and Emilio Estevez. They're the original odd couple police on a stakeout, <laughs> but this time they got Rosie with them, and she. Well, makes that's what made it great. Yes, it makes everything yeah. so much funnier. And she is great. It shows you why she really was a movie star of the 90s because she was hilarious. She was great. And she still should be a movie star. When I talk about sexism in Hollywood, uh, yeah, there should be, uh, Rosie mm-hmm. should be able to write her own ticket and do whatever she wants because she is hilarious. But they're on a stakeout. And of course, hilarity ensues when they accidentally become embroiled and involved with the people they're staking out. I think that Bill should shave his mustache. I have had this mustache for 13 years. How long have you had yours? They've got a new identity. I've prepared our backgrounds in case we come into contact with our neighbors. Did you know that you were illegitimate? Thank God. And they're undercover as the average American family. I'm Gina, this is my husband. Chris, Chris. <laughs> if they can just get off each other's case. And it is just, it's a great, I love like a good action comedy. Mm-hmm. Excellent movie. I think it's on HBO right now. You got to check it out. It is. If you have not. And do not feel, OCD listeners, don't feel like you need to see Stakeout. Kendall and I didn't even know nope. it existed until we were in our 30s. So go see another Stakeout, a wonderful movie from the 90s. Touchstone Pictures presents... Stop shooting at us, you idiots! Richard Dreyfus. You go. I'll cover you. Go! Emilio Estevez. Why don't you go and I cover? Because I'm already doing the covering thing. Go on, go on! And Rosie O'Donnell. Come on, get happy! In a John Badham movie, another stakeout. I agree wholeheartedly. That's underrated. Go watch it. It is underrated because I, I and it's hilarious. I loved it when I was a kid. I never, I've never heard anybody talk about it. Well, we're breaking the chain. <laughs> chain, chain, chain. And Cliff, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Is that what you would do? What would you do? <laughs> oh, WWID. I do. WWID. It's time for one of our most beloved segments. WWID. It- is so beloved, I can't even get over how beloved it is. It, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm going to start us out this time. All right. No coin flipping needed. All right. Cliff, okay. You wake up tomorrow 
and the internet has completely stopped working. It's just gone. Everything goes back to just phones and books like back in the 1980s. Then, just when you thought everything couldn't get weirder, a UFO lands in front of you and says that you alone can save humanity and restore the internet, but even better. It's going to be better. It's not going to be the way it was. It's only going to be good things on the internet all the time. But, first, to do this, you have to have hideous, awful sex with a witch. All right. What do you do? Do you take one for the team, Cliff? I don't know. I kind of would like to see what would life would be like without the internet these days. We could just record our show, put it on cassettes, <laughs> and mail them out. Well, at that's why I prefaced it by saying the internet would be better. It'd be the best version of it. Yeah, but even a better version of the internet. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, Kendall. I don't know. I'm old and I'm set in my ways. And if it was up to me, we'd all still have a room full of VHS tapes. And that's it. All right. But you're never going to know what that sex with the hideous, awful witch was like. I could still have hideous, awful sex with a witch. It just wouldn't be... The best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly like Miley Cyrus. The best of both worlds. <laughs> Kendall, tell me what you would do in this situation. Okay. You come home one day and you find a letter, a love letter that Susan has written, but not to you. Uh-uh. She has written a love letter to Ronald McDonald. From the McDonald's franchise. Okay. And in the letter, she professes her love for Ronald McDonald and all the things about him. And she says that really it should have been, she should have been Susan McDonald all these years. And, you know, and she says, and that's it. What would you do? You found the letter. Well, Cliff, as long as I get a lifetime supply of McDonald's food whenever I want it, that I am down to clown. Let him come on over. Oh! <laughs> Down to class. Uh, now, I had so many nightmares about Ronald McDonald when I was a child. It, it would take a lot of therapy to get over. But, like I said, as long as I could get that uh, McDonald's food whenever uh, I needed it, right? I, I would, I would put up with the with the clown. All right, there you go. There you have it. Because uh, that McDonald's food is an evil mistress, Cliff. It is. And, right. Oh, imagine all the McFlurries you wanted. That would be great. Mm, all the I McMuffins. See. They, I'm. Uh, it's sounding better and better every moment. All right. Do you mind Cliff, if I introduce you... Susan to Ronald McDonald, just in case no, might, please. that could happen? <laughs> I, I mean, whatever needs to happen to get those uh, lifetime supply of McFlurries. Susan would still be happy. She's It's a win-win for her. Yeah. Yeah. Win-win. Yeah. Win-win-win. Yeah. All three of us. Win-win-win. All right, Cliff, you've yeah. been binging your favorite TV shows for days and days and oh. days on end. Yep. And, it's true. And all of a sudden, you've run out of shows or whatever show you're watching at the time. And you realize that you haven't heard from anyone in a while. And you think, oh, I'll try to call them. And nobody's answering the phones. And you go outside and you can't find anyone. Everyone has disappeared except for you. It's just you. So you decide to make the best of it and go all over to the, all the places you'd love to visit since nobody's around. So you go to Hogwarts, Universal Studios to check out all that stuff. You have some butterbeer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you visit Madonna's house. You play all the records and put on her home movies and enjoy that. Then you go to Jake mm-hmm. Gyllenhaal's house, and you finally you fall asleep in a pile of his clothes. Ah. And and when you wake up, the police are there as well as everyone else. Everyone has just reappeared suddenly, and uh, and you're sitting there in a pile of clothes, surrounded by police in Jake Gyllenhaal's house, unexpectedly. What do you do? Well, probably first of all, all of those things are my dream. I know. And if 
even if you said I, I fall asleep in a pile of dirty clothes in Jake Gyllenhaal's house and, the, and, and I just died there, that would be fine. I would choose that. <laughs> That's the ultimate way to go. But uh, there's nothing else I would love to smell. That that smell even supersedes the pumpkin spice smell that I got coming out of the wall <laughs> over here. Well, I know what fragrance to get you for next Christmas. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's dirty clothes. Yeah. That would be wonderful, I think, if I woke up like that, then probably what would happen to me, because I'm white, if I had been black, I would have been murdered by the police. <laughs> Gone. But if, since I'm white, they would be like, wake up, wake up, fatso, wake up. And it would be just like, remember all those times when, like, Robert Downey Jr. and Anne Heche, and probably other stars, when they literally mm-hmm. like they did that like they woke up in somebody else's house like somebody was yeah, like they'd take you to breakfast yeah they're like oh look <laughs> it's robert downey jr he fell asleep from heroin in our child's bedroom and but the, this they would say oh cliff he fell asleep in jake's dirty clothes and you know even if jake said he's gonna press charges i would be so honored that he would press anything against me that <laughs> that would be okay. So I think I think I would be fine, you know. And even like even if I did, you know, they said this is it, electric chair. What a way to go! Going out with a bang, bang, going out with a zap. <laughs> All right. One day you're sitting at home back in Busheltown, you're tickling the ivories in your house in the South Busheltown suburbs, mm-hmm. and your little dog. Whichever one you think would do this, Gertie or little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there tickling the ivories, and one of the dogs, they jump up on top of the piano, and they don't pee on it like Charles the Contractor would. They start dancing like Snoopy does on Schroeder's <laughs> piano. I love it. And they're dancing, dancing on their hind legs, and, you know, they just are doing it, doing the Snoopy dance. What would you do? Oh, I would call an agent right away. And we would become famous. And, you know, it would probably, I guess Gertie would be the new spokesperson for McDonald's because we already got a big deal going with Ronald McDonald. Right. And we got the end. So we're like, and I'll just play the, have you had your break today? Have you had your break today? And she'll just dance on the piano and we're going to be big mega superstars. Emphasis on the big. There you go. You would be like the new Mac Tonight the, who played the piano. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. They'd be like, is that Grimace over there? No, he's not purple. Some other fat guy playing the piano. Right. It's a, yeah. Excellent. Uh, That's all uh, I'm asking you about what you would do. That's all I would do, Kendall. All right, good. Good, good, 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 good. All right, I've got a couple honorable mentions for the comedies. Okay. Okay. These are some, I feel like people probably have seen these. Some people have. But I'll just go through them really quickly. These were bubbling under, right under the top ten. Straight Talk. Have you seen it? Do you love it? I have seen it, and I do love it. Straight Talk. (laughs) Straight Talk. Hold the sugar, please. It's got uh, Dolly Parton and James Woods before he went crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's got uh, Griffin Dunn and it's Dolly and she becomes uh, Dr. Shirley on the radio, a, a radio phenomenon and takes over and, and it's just hilarious. It's wonderful. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to give you some straight talk. Go watch it. Let it go. You can tell me anything. 
Go watch it. If you don't want to watch Straight Talk, turn this off right now. <laughs> Get out of here. It is excellent. And speaking of Griffin Dunn, he's also in another one of my honorable mentions. It's a question. Who's that girl? Who's that girl with Madonna and Griffin Dunn? Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you seen that? I have, yeah. It's so funny. It's very much based on like the screwball comedies of sort of mm-hmm. the 30s and it's which is a novel concept in a comedy where it's just funny the whole time you know you've heard of those <laughs> who knew Who knew that could be done? But who's that girl? It's Madonna. She gets out of prison, and shes they're trying to take her to put her on a bus. But, of course, she's a whirling dervish, and she's hard to handle. She's <laughs> hell-bent on clearing her name for what she went to prison for. And the other one is also based on the screwball comedies, and it's from about 10 years before Who's That Girl? It's another question. What's up, Doc? With Barbara Streisand and Ryan O'Neal. Have you seen that? I don't. I don't know if I've seen that one. You need to see it. It's also got Madeline Kahn, who was in oh, Young Frankenstein uh-huh. and stuff. It was her first uh, movie. It's got an introducing Madeline Kahn thing on the Oh, okay. The credits. It is so funny. It's uh, Barbara. She is another one of those just live wires who comes into Ryan <laughs> O'Neill's life and changes things around. It's a it's a very screwball comedy. It's where they four different people have these identical looking overnight bags and they get switched around over and over again and uh-huh. you know it's between regular people and these criminals and it's just ends with a huge huge chase through San Francisco and it, it's one of the biggest non-musical Barbara Streisand movies probably any huh. Barbara fan has seen it but you gotta look it up what's up doc I'm, I'm looking it up, and I'm going to watch it. You you would luck. It's so funny. It's like, who's that girl? Funny all the way through. How did that happen? <laughs> Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Joke's on every page. Uh, just before I go on to the next one, I'm going to mention all just right. a few really quick uh, mentions. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Rat Race? Yes. Whoopi Goldberg's in it. That's one that I feel like a lot of people haven't seen. I love. I think it's great. What We Do in the Shadows. I feel like a lot more people have seen that, but I wanted to mention it just in case. Great movie. Great TV show that's on now as well. Yeah, that movie, it's very funny. And Blades of Glory. I love Blades of Glory with Will Ferrell and uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've ever seen that one. That one's really, really funny too. Susan loves it, so we've had to watch it several times, but it's really (laughs) funny. Where they're ice skaters, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just one of those odd, funny movies that... You wouldn't expect. Um, it's great. So anyway, moving on to number three. Number three. Now, this is uh, it was a sleeper one that I didn't know, and when I watched it, I instantly fell in love with it. And I don't know if you've ever seen it or if I've talked to you about it, but if you haven't, you need to watch it. And I, I, I'm sorry, it's way up on the list, but I love it. Uh, Dale and Tucker versus Evil. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I remember it being very funny. I think it is a great, not just because it's funny, not just because it's great, but it's so smartly done. It's like the old horror movies where you go out into the wood, and it and it also, I think, has a great message that they see these people and they think, oh, these people are definitely bad people, but it turns out that maybe they're not, and maybe it's just the way they're perceiving them and what they've come to learn over the years, so maybe it's something that we all could learn from as well. But it's really funny, and it's really smart, and you should go watch it. Do you guys want to hear a scary story? Chuck, no, man. This story, I've been writing these very woods 
It was 20 years ago today. Who wants to go skinny dipping? I do. <laughs> what is that all about? Hey! Where the hell are they going? Better come look at this. It's just a cabin. It doesn't mean they're psycho killers. Then why don't you go in there and talk to them? Maybe I will. I said maybe. They killed him, man. They left his body here as a message. He's making her dig her own grave. It's not work for a pretty girl like you. I grew up on the farm. It's either help out or get out. They're gonna kill her. It's us against them. All right, there you have it. And that's number three, right? That's number three. Here's number two, although how this is not number one, I will never know. <laughs> it's only because I got the number one spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, Kendall, do you know what makes a movie better than the rest of them all? They have Meryl Streep in them? No. If they star Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I knew it. So if the bet's what makes them better than the rest of them all. And Kendall, one of the great comedies, underrated, so underrated, criminally underrated. If you underrate this movie, I will press charges against you. Uh-oh. This is a great comedy from, it's prob, it must be from the year 2000, I think is when it came out. And it's about a boy who lives in a bubble. It's called Bubble Boy. <laughs> it's a great movie. For as long as anyone can remember, men have been willing to risk their lives. For a sense of adventure. For a taste of fame. Or to prove their love. Of course, it's hard to show the world what you're made of when you're allergic to just about everything. I'm allergic to diapers, hands, scissors, grass, even my parents. And then I met Chloe. But she's about to marry the wrong man. You know, Mark? Well, the wedding's this Saturday in Niagara Falls. And I have to stop her. I have seen it. I saw the original one, and I saw Jake Gyllenhaal's. Uh-huh. Um, and, and more and more these days, I'm like, hey, it might be time to get a bubble and live in it. You would, Kendall. You're going to need a lot of plastic for your bubble. Uh, that's why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I think they might start rationing plastic if you build your own bubble. <laughs> but it's about a boy who his parents, they've raised him, and he has no immunities, so he has to stay away. But he's got to go one night uh, to declare his true love for the girl next door before she gets married and it's a wild and wacky road trip and it is young Jake Gyllenhaal at his very best. This is awesome! It's his first time out in the world. The girl I love is getting married and I have to stop the wedding. That's so, so beautiful. I too once loved another. You did? And with a little help from his new friends, he just might find a way. Ah! to make his dreams come true. You didn't get out of that bubble room to play it safe, did you? Yeah! Go for it. This is great! Whoa, I like the look of this! You want $500? You want $500? $500! $500! $500! $500! Bubble Boy. Again, I saw this not once, not twice, but three times in the theater. I saw Bubble <laughs> Boy three times in the theater. And I want that on my tombstone, okay? Because it's, it's one of the things I'm most proud of. I'll have extra cheese on my tombstone. 
clip. Not only did you see it three times in the movie theater, you watch it three times a night over there in your corner. I see it every night. I love it. It's just, it is also sort of a screwball. It's very much a, like a goofy screwball comedy all the way through. It's funny all the way through. It is a definite escape from these horrible times in which we live. Please go watch Bubble Boy, the funniest movie. Pretty please. It is so good. I can't believe that there's not a 20-year anniversary celebration of this movie. Well, it's just because we're distracted by so many other things. Damn right. Maybe if we could all get together yeah. for Bubble we'll Boy. We'll do it. We'll do it. Work on that. Now, uh, before, I, I, I'm about to announce the number one, Cliff. <gasps> but all right. just before, yeah. I want to tell you something. I want to ask you something. Oh, what? Some stupid questions! Oh, 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 and that's no <laughs> joke. Thought I forgot. You thought I forgot, but I didn't. Thought you forgot. Never would I forget to ask you stupid questions. This is a comedy bailout. How are you not going to have some stupid questions? Never have I ever forgotten a stupid question. Cliff, if ten people who know you were asked to write down on a piece of paper the one adjective that each of them thinks best describes you, what do you think would be the most common word written down and consider their viewpoint, not yours, and it's a family show? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think I would say? Um, well, fat. Yeah, no, I, fat, <laughs> so that's what I would say. I, I honestly wouldn't think that. I would think um, funny. Funny? Yeah. yeah. Because I know that everybody that's ever known you, or when I first met you, I thought, Cliff is the funniest person I've ever met. And I remember thinking, like, I want to be that funny. Oh. So that's what I would think. I don't know uh, what other people think, but that's what I would think they would think. Well, let's go with that, then. Cliff, if you had to wear a button with a maximum of six words on it describing your outlook on life, what would your button say? Six words, right? Six, six words. Uh, watch Bubble Boy now. I don't even need six. Just four. <laughs> Watch Bubble Boy now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, you heard. Uh, 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 so then I got one final one for you. This is not all controversial right. at all. Cliff, what is one item you own that has virtually no monetary value, but has so much sentimental value that you wouldn't sell it for a million dollars? Okay, a thousand dollars. Anything is uh -huh. like a million dollars. Yeah. Um. Any all everything I have is like that. It has no value except for. <laughs> sentimental value well once again you've went outside the parameters of the question and said everything i own everything i own all of my uh, my several suitcases of uh christmas ornaments <laughs> well cliff the correct answer was your co dvd copy of bubble boy bubble you boy. didn't take the bait <laughs> and that's all the time for stupid questions every time you do it kendall you redefine just what stupid means. I'm trying to keep comedy going, Cliff, for everybody. You're going to keep it going. You're delivering comedy to us, Kendall, and we appreciate it's it. It's of humanity at a time. All right, what You're in welcome. the world do you have as number one on this comedy list? Oh, dear, oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt, dear. I hope you weren't talking about anything important. I just wanted to make sure you were going to come watch the puppet show we're just about to start. Oh, yes. You know, Funky, oh, yeah. she's been popping popcorn in the microwave <laughs> back in the Ooh. stock room. Cause she I knows. smell it. Oh, yes. So, so hurry up, boys. We're ready to start the show. Okay, well, we just got to mention our number one comedy movie, and then we'll be right out.
All right, give us like two minutes. We'll be right there. <laughs> okay, dear. Uh, Crackpot, get the music ready. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Number one, Cliff. Number one. All right. I know you've seen it. I don't know if everybody <gasps> else has seen it. Um, and I want to explain why it's number one. Okay. When I was growing up, this movie came on. I had no idea what it was. I fell in love with it. It was so weird, odd, and quirky that I just couldn't get enough of it. And I still to this day love it. I think it it deserves to be up there at number one. Cry Baby. Cry Baby. It's a place where the pleasures are simple. You want to ride home with Dad? We can count out-of-state license plates. Kids help their parents. He not only vacuums, he does windows. And squares get the girls. We'll get married and live in suburbia. Then came Crybaby Walker. Yeah! Yes, you remember Crybaby? Uh, of course I remember Crybaby. Have you watched that lately? I have always watched it lately. I love it, of course. It is great. It's a great one. Hatchet Face. And yes. All the others. Yeah, tell us. All the musical numbers. Yeah, tell us more of the story of Crybaby. Well, uh, Johnny Depp, he's Crybaby. And he just, so he's. He's got all these, he's got women that are in love with him, the prudes. He's got uh, women that are more, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. He's got people that love him that are um, a little bit more on the edge of society and he's trying to, to walk the line between the two and find out where he wants to go, but he's just had it with society and people telling him he's not good enough and he's not smart enough or he's just a crybaby and he's just a no good jail person. You know what I mean? Oh, you, you, I you know could what probably you explain it better than me, but that's the gist of it. Good girls want him bad. Hi. Bad girls want him worse. Look, cry, baby. You scorch me, man. You're a dead man walking around alone. King, you need a queen. Come on. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're the sweetest old sugar that I've ever seen. The only place you're going to sing is in jail. Never had your love. Told you the young lady is not like to be poor. Just touch me for one second before I explode. But it's just so I love like the musical numbers they did in the jailhouse when they were digging out. I just loved oh, it so that's much. One of the best. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Oh, it's got very, very beautiful young Johnny Depp and Ricky Lake. Yeah. And yes. so many others. And and you know every I had to fight from putting every John Waters movie. Oh, on I know. this list. Well, and I, I thought we would see some John Waters, but I thought of all the John Waters movies, Crybaby seems to me like when I mention it to people I know, or especially younger people, they have no idea what I'm talking about. So I wanted to keep the spirit alive and put it up at number one. It is excellent. You got to watch it. It is. It's great. I love when they're they're crying into the glass and they drink their tears. Yes. Yeah. yeah it was just oh. such a gross, weird John Waters thing. He's not just antisocial. Get on! He was born to be bad. Just one night of happiness is all I ask. A film by John Waters. You've made me the happiest juvenile delinquent in Baltimore. And so it's just... Oh, well, that's what makes it great. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Kendall, what a good number one. Great. Well, I'm glad we agree, and I hope I hope, listeners, that we brought you so much comedy in these dark times. <laughs> oh, I hope so. And I hope you were taking notes. And since you did 
legally agree to watch all of these movies by listening up until this point. So hopefully you've made a list to watch Another Stakeout and Captain yeah. Ron and all the rest from Crybaby to UHF, all of them. We had this we had this podcast notarized, so we'll come at you if you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was been notarized, so don't worry. There's two lists. Charlie Brown. So, uh, Cliff, before I know the show, they're tuning up the orchestra out there, it sounds like, uh-huh. but our, do you have a quarantine concert this week that you're sharing with our listeners? It's a, You know, I have what we what we did yesterday. It was a little bit different, a little bit uh, for the times that we live in. I, I mm-hmm. didn't know. Uh, I thought, well, I could sing How Many Roads Must a Man Walk Down. But I thought it's just we needed something a little bit different. Yesterday it was more of a listening party than a concert, so but it's still very important, and I advise our listeners to stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Fuck the police. <laughs> there you go. That's Kendall's quote. Now that that was my song. <laughs> but yes, Cliff, I can't wait to hear it again. It was wonderful, and our listeners are going to love it as well. So until next week, uh, when we're going to bring you a lot more comedy. Oh yeah. Uh, to bail you out of even more sadness. Uh, we'll see you next week. All right. All right, Cliff. I, I, I want to get in the front there. row. I want the front I row. I got to get, get some popcorn. popcorn. Yes. All right, let's All right. go. for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. This life surrounds you. Guns are loaded. This kind of tension. Hard not to notice. Right, right. Do, what you're told. do what you're told Gotta keep your eyes keep your wide eyes. on this long, long narrow road A little bit too high, a little bit, a little bit too low a little bit. Get a little bit out of line My baby won't make it home Before us, a little 
your money that could Or will it buy you forgiveness Do you think that it could But I think that you'll find When your death takes its toll All the money you made will never buy back your soul And I hope that you die And your death will come soon Well, I'll follow your casket In a pale afternoon Well, I'll watch while you're lowered Into your deathbed And I'll stand over your grave Till I'm sure that you're dead <laughs> 